Tonight's long ball, the fourth of the season for the top prospect, Jeremy Payne, delivering the big blow. And now you get to blow some hot air into a phone line for Blue Jays Talk with Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. It's yours for the rest of the night. I resemble that comment, Mr. Wagner. Blowing hot air into the phone. Not hot air. It's considered constructive opinion. Isn't it, Kevin Barker? I don't think, I mean, hot air would be just simply come out here and say you say Kikuchi stinks without backing (laughs) it up. That would be hot air, of course, which we are not going to do. If you want to do that, as a caller, feel free. The numbers are 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. There are two crises to talk about. Of course, the Bo Bichette crisis, which has been going on now for a couple of weeks. And the Yusei Kikuchi crisis, which just seems to surface once every five days or so. So I asked the question today on social media, Barker, which is the biggest concern, which I will admit is a way of kind of trolling fans and get them to call up. Um, Bo Bichette is going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. I think Barker thinks he's going to be fine. If you feel differently, feel free to call up. 416-870-0590, star 590 one Zero five ninety. The Jays lost eleven seven. Kevin, let's start with you, say Kikuchi. Now, going into this start, there was a lot of talk about they were basically going to put his cutter in purgatory, and they were going to force him to throw more fastballs, and you were going to see more a, a harder slider, and we we're going to see that split change, which is a really good pitch. Now. It seemed to work for the first two batters. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it seemed to be okay. And uh, even after Alec Bregman hit his home run to give him a one nothing lead. Alvarez struck out. I'm going, okay, that's not bad. one nothing. I can deal with that. But at the end of the day, you say Kikuchi, two and two-thirds, four hits, four and runs, four strikeouts, three walks. He did throw 59% fastball, but Kevin, uh, look... At some point, Hyunjin Ryu will be back. I'll just say this right now. They absolutely need to get Yusei Kikuchi figured out before Hyunjin Ryu lands in their plate again and gives them something else to worry about. Like, this is this is pressing now, isn't it? So you're saying the, the big worry is Yusei Kikuchi, it's not Boba Shit. Yeah, Bo's gonna. That's God Almighty. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of people not. Hey, Kyle Tucker stunk. I mean, if you look at go and look at MLB.com, they had Kyle Tucker listed as one of the scuffling young hitters in baseball. That was on Monday. You know, he was there right with Bo. Now, that can change. I think it's going to change with Bo. Okay, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know about Kikuchi though, Kev. This isn't. It's not just one or two starts now. Let, let's let's talk about you say Kikuchi. <clears throat> let, excuse me. <clears throat> Let's talk about some good things he did. He did throw more fastballs. I, I might have seen in the first inning two cutters. I, I'm, I'm going to guess the one that I saw, a couple that I saw, that he choked off at 91, 92. Couldn't really tell what those was. The other ones I saw were the split change up at, at uh, 89, 90 miles an hour. I saw a bunch of sliders at 87, 88. Uh, I saw a 
crap ton of four seamers, which is exactly what they're trying to do. They're basically trying to eliminate the cutter. And I think basically they did that tonight. I'm going to say one or two pitches that I really couldn't tell the difference between whether that was a cutter or not. I know that I was looking you know, on Savant, and they got it like at 23% cutters. They mean cutters. Them are sliders. He ain't throwing the cutter no more because he can't command that. He's not going to go back door with that thing anymore. He's not going to try and throw that in. He'll occasionally do it to a guy that maybe is fouling a bunch of his heaters off or he can't get extension on his slider or that split change thing that he likes to throw ain't working. He might throw it in, but... Those are some good things he did. I like that. I like him attacking with the fastball or at least trying to do that. Uh, he did less, less shaking. That's a big deal. You know, he, when, also, he also stopped at that, uh, that delay with his, his, his leg kick. It was The a unnecessary little, movement that everybody yeah, talks was, about. Why, why you do that? sped up a little more. Why, why you do that? But that, that, for me, is one of the, the issues that he had was when, when you have trouble repeating tempo which is that little thing gives him tempo for whatever reason in his mind he thinks when he kicks it up a couple of times that allows him to get tempo so when his front leg lands everything comes out the exact same spot and that didn't really happen tonight that was new to him so that's going to disrupt his his release point and you could tell that he was getting under the heater that was why they would go up and away to a righty he would choke those non-competitive sliders off and that's why you saw righties taking a bunch of them this is sort of the process is when you ask a guy to make changes four days and then come in and apply that to a really good offense this is sort of what it looks like so am i surprised that he had the night that he had no because this is what happens when you try and make well, big changes and we also have to say, we talked about this in Blair and Barker, this is like his 4,000th career start against the Houston Astros. That's an excuse. I'm going to say that's an excuse. He's made a ton of starts against the Astros. No, I, I'm but what, say, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, though, uh, there is a track record of success here for a lot of the Astros hitters against Yusei Kikuchi. That, that's all I'm saying. Maybe. Well, next time, I, I I really hope that fastball commands a lot better. Any good pitcher can throw a fastball when they want to in a good spot where they normally want it to go, and their misses with it are better than what they were tonight. He had some non-competitive ones, and when you're facing 15 batters and you only throw eight strike ones, when you're trying to, I don't want to say reinvent yourself because that's the wrong way to, to use it, but he's trying to refine some things and make it a little easier to repeat it over and over and over and over and over again. That way he can locate to both sides and then make the slider look like a strike and end up a ball and do the little split change thing occasionally. This is sort of what it looks like. But, again, this gets back to what we were talking about, all the good starting pitching that we've seen the last couple of days and how bad your team can look when you get a bad start from one of your starters who I think here early on at least you expect a little bit more. But this is what happens. When you face a good team and you don't pitch well, they take advantage of that and they hammer you. We didn't see the best Houston Astro team when they were down there in Houston. But if they start hitting and that bullpen continues to come out of there and throw in 101 miles an hour and flipping sliders or change-ups up four runs in the ninth inning with one out with a runner on first base, the Astros are going to be there all year. They're a really good team. This is, this is what you have to do. You have to come out and pitch well. You have to do little things to beat good teams, and they just didn't do that. They got their butts kicked. You erase that. You come back tomorrow. You have a good start from somebody. You battle. You, you have some competitive bats, and hopefully you come away with a win tomorrow. Let's also mention the Astros are without Jose Altuve and Mickey Brantley tonight. Uh, Mickey Brantley went into health and safety protocol before the game. Or, sorry, Michael Brantley. I'm thinking of Mickey. Michael Brantley went into the health and safety protocol before the game. 
and uh, no indication, at least we have not heard yet. I don't know if the Astros have said anything in the last 10 minutes or so. Uh, there's no indication it's COVID-related. Um, it, could, it could be purely precautionary. We know that, that Brantley was vaxxed and was, was cleared to come up here. So uh, anyhow, that's something to keep in mind. The numbers to call, 416-870-0590, star 591 888 You ain't going anywhere. Anyhow, the traffic's really traffic's going to suck after game like this so uh, get those dialing fingers going or those button punching fingers going and give us a call all right kevin is my faith in beau bichette um ill-placed at this time no but beau bichette's gonna he'll be fine but it is funny that <clears throat> i was i was you know watching and i could see him in the ninth inning with two outs having an at bat with santiago espinal <clears throat> trying to get his timing down and and get a little rhythm he was in the how- dugout yeah, He's in the no, dugout with, with having, no bat in his with no bat in his hand and actually going sign. through and bat. Not really. It's it's again. These guys know what it feels like when they're going well, and when it's going bad, they're trying to find it as fast as they can. And sometimes you're searching, and you can tell. I everybody that's ever played baseball or played any sport, when whenever you're starting to do things that that's not normal to you, like you notice, Bo will. Fall behind at the dish, 0-1, ruins his entire at-bat. You can see that. He just well, he either fouls a ball off that he thinks he should have hammered or he takes a ball that he thought was a ball and it gets called a strike. It just ruins his entire at-bat. And that first one is a big deal to guys that are struggling. I've been there. You ask any hitter that's struggling, that first at-bat, you want something positive to happen. A line out to right field ain't it. That ain't positive when you're struggling. You want something productive. Productive means a walk, which he never does. You know, walks about 4% of the time <clears throat> so his struggles are more extended because he rarely walks which is you know a big deal when when you at least would like to go up and see him working a few more counts and being less aggressive maybe trying to get a better pitch to hit but look th- this is what you do you can see him over there he's talking to george springer he's talking to vladdy he's talking to lourdes he's talking to guillermo martinez i saw him talking to pete walker looking at some video about what the guy's trying to throw him he's asking everybody for information and sometimes that's not the right way to do it he's he'll get through it he'll figure it out he just needs something good to happen in his first at bat and then once you see that he can exhale and Go out there and let it eat like he normally does. For me, it's real simple. Just get a good pitch to hit. Try and get better pitches to hit than what he's getting now and allow all the things that he can do offensively. Take the bat over. If he does that, he'll be fine. Is it time to give Bo a day off? I would. That That's me. Sometimes you just need to walk away. But a day off means a complete day off. If you're Charlie, you walk up to him and go, hey, put your shoes on, your tennis shoes. You ain't getting in the game. Because that's not what you want him to do. You don't want him to come up in the seventh inning against a really tough, hard-throwing right-handed pitcher who can spin it and elevate it, and then he punches out. And that's that's only going to you know add to what he's doing bad now. So if you give him a day off, you got to give him a complete day off. But I'm sure if you walk up and ask him, he probably doesn't want it. He probably needs to swing his way out of it because he's not a taker. He's not going to walk his way out of it. He's going to swing his way out of it. And the only way you do that is to continue to see pitches. And, and you know, it is – look, this is what it is. It's 85 at-bats. We had Sean Casey on today, and he says he doesn't even look at the stats until after 100 at-bats. Well, he's about, what, 15 away from there, and he'll figure it out. Well, we did see the home run return to the Rogers Center. So, I don't know, maybe they brought out a new batch of balls. Um, 
Alec Bregman homered. The uh, Astros Alex got Bregman. two. Alex Bregman. The Astros go. got two off of uh, off of Trevor Richards. And for the Jays, Vladdy homered. And Matt Chapman absolutely crushed a ball off the facing of the fifth, the fifth level. I mean, just absolutely annihilated a ball. If um, you throw it where he's swinging, he's, he can and get the head out and pull and hit it to the left side of the infield in the air. He's going to hammer some baseballs. But that's that's sort of the 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 you know the bad thing about this lineup right now. They got a little all or nothing in them. But you know, yep. Vladdy's up there. The the ball middle away, being able to take what the pitcher gives them. I'm not sure this lineup's capable of doing that. Maybe the bottom of the order. We're seeing Santiago Espinal trying to let the ball travel and and hit the ball to, to the other way. We're seeing uh, Tapia do that. Tapia had four hits tonight. That level swing. You know, he overswings sometimes, but when he has to, shortens up. Got some back control, got some plate coverage, understands the strike zone. He's turned around telling the umpire whether that's a ball or a strike or not. That'll tell you a guy knows what he's doing up there. That's that's kind of nice to watch. But the big boys, you know, I think they're just the way they're being pitched and, and the sequencing and, and who's struggling, hitting around some of the big boys. They just haven't gotten it going yet, and that's that's sort of the what the woes are with the lineup with the Blue Jays right now. So we'll ask you the question again at 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. What is the biggest issue as far as you're concerned with the Blue Jays? Is it Bo scuffling or you say Kikuchi? What do you think? What do you think gets figured out first? Uh, Charlie Montoyo, the manager of the Blue Jays, was asked about you say Kikuchi's command issues uh, a few minutes ago, and uh, this is what he had to say about it. What did you see from him, and was it similar to the other starts? Command. Command. You know, it's, it's also kind of tough because he's facing the same team back-to-back starts that he's already faced six times last year, the most that he's faced, and, and, and then his command is just not right right now. So, you know, 13 walks and 14 innings, something like that, so it's just... Because he's got the stuff. We all know that. So just not commanding his pitches. Do you think this is a matter of, of mechanics or approach where aggression could fit this? It could be both. Yeah. I mean, I know Pete's working with him on it. That was Charlie Montoyo talking about Yusei Kikuchi. And, and we do know that, you know, I mean... Pete Walker's made it pretty clear. This isn't a I mean, this isn't a state secret. Everybody was talking about it on the broadcast today, and everybody's been talking about it for a week. They just don't want him to throw as many cutters. They want him to throw that 96, 97 mile an hour fastball with command and let it do its thing, and then throw the split the sp- split finger pitch, which is a really good pitch, and for reasons I haven't figured out yet, he seems to be afraid to use it. Uh, you know, and this is a guy. I mean, my my concern would be this, Kevin. This is a guy who pitched his way off a good team's rotation last year. They just threw up their hands and said, "We don't know what to do with this guy," and we're sure as hell not picking up that option on him. That would be my concern. That would be my concern. But uh, again, it's got to they they got to get something figured out before you say or, or before Hyunjin Ryu comes back. Because I'm at the point right now where I can't take Ross Stripling out of that rotation. And if that's the case, then somebody else is going to have to go. And by me, I know they're not going to get rid of anybody. 
But that's kind of where I am with this. Now, Especially if the, if the offense keeps keeps scuffling. Some of the good things to happen with Yusei Kikuchi tonight, he did have 10 swing and misses. Uh, and 66 pitches, he did have 10 swing and misses. That, that's that's decent. That's pretty good. Getting, a, getting ahead of hitters, he wasn't very good at that. He can't do that. The secondary pitches that he has is not good enough to, to be able to try and throw those in, in – 1-0 counts and 1-1 one, one counts. He's got to be able to, to command the fastball to both sides of the plate, elevate with two strikes, and try and tunnel some secondary pitches off the fastball. Charlie said it. He's not commanding the fastball. No matter how hard you throw it in this league, the, the 95s anymore look like 85s. Hitters seen so much 95s. doesn't matter anymore. i I, I got to be honest with you. When I saw him last year facing the Blue Jays, I thought, I thought he threw harder. 94-95, he's more 94s than he is 95-96. And for me, that could be a ton of things. They, they've thrown a lot on his plate. They've made him move on the rubber. They're making him change his little bit of leg kick. Sounds like a simple thing, but you're asking him to do that, you know, between starts, not the easiest thing to do, and they come out against the Astros, who does have a little bit of a book on you. For me, that's too much of an excuse I think that could help because now you got a nice little new toy. You ain't using the cutter as much anymore. Now you can, if you just command the fastball, you can stand them up, try and get them out of way by throwing the backdoor slider, throwing the back foot slider, throwing the, the, the split change that could tunnel off the four-seamer. But for me, until he actually starts commanding the fastball and can get ahead of hitters, this conversation could continue to happen. But the good thing about the Blue Jays, and we all know this, Jeff, they're not afraid to put step, have people step aside who aren't getting the job done because it is all about winning. So they're going to give him a couple more starts, let him try and figure it out. But he's a manager's nightmare. He really is because of who they have to use now. You know, the Trent Thorntons and the Taylor Saucedos, it's – it makes it real hard on their team, their organization, their manager, their pitching coach for just when one guy is just not getting it done. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. is the text line. We will take a break and come back with more. This is Blue Jays Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. First and second for Toronto, the 2-1. Guerrero smashes it. Deep left field. You can forget it. We've got a tie game on Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s missile to left. Three-run home run for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. That was the 446-foot home run. Vladdy had another ball that he hit 116 miles an hour into a ground out. So Vladdy was making contact today. Vladdy also made a really nice defensive play, uh, throwing out Jose Siri at third base. Not an easy runner uh, to throw out by any stretch of the imagination. And now the Bet365 standings update. Just download the app and see for yourself why Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book. 19 plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. As we look at the American League East, the New York Yankees, uh, continue to roll, and uh, they are thirteen and six. The Jays are thirteen and eight. Tampa Bay's twelve and eight. Boston's nine and twelve, and the team from Baltimore is six and fourteen. The Jays and Astros will get at it again tomorrow. A three oh seven start. Kevin, a lot of folks on social media 
uh, and my Twitter handle is SN Jeff Blair. A lot of folks in social media weighing in and DMing me. So you know that folks are getting a little chapped when they start DMing you. They're DMing about Bo. And Ooh. they're starting to ask questions. We've talked about Vladdy Jr. moving into the number two spot. We know that it was something that was talked about in spring training. It gives, gives them extra at-bats. You know, I don't know if there are any callers out there. Do you have any other ideas for the number two spot? Uh, if you do, call up 416-870-0590, star 591 590 Kevin, I had a couple of people say, hey, Tapia's making contact. He's a left-handed hitter. Why not put him up there in the number two spot at least? At least you know you're going to see you're going to see some pitches. Maybe gives Vladdy a chance to see some pitches. I mean, look, this is where we are with this. I've also said Matt Chapman has hit second in Oakland. Uh, it's not it's not maximal. I get that. It's not what you necessarily want to do. And I understand that our friend Sean Casey said, "Look, don't even bother talking to me until we get to 100 at bats." But I, I'll, I mean, and you've made the point, Kevin. You, Bo isn't going to walk his way out. Uh, I got to ask you, uh, if this continues and you got the Yankees coming in, are you looking at doing something with the number two spot, or are you just going to keep you just going to keep sending Bo out there? I'd keep sending him out there. I'll ask you another question: Without a hot, confident Bo, do you think they can win the American League East? Oh no! You got to be careful where you're putting Bo. That—that's the question. Is if you put him in the cleanup spot, he's going to still come up with runners in scoring position. All right, Don and Markham wants to weigh in. Uh, Don, thanks so much for joining us. Look, we—you're the same thing we're talking about. What do you do with with with, with Bo Bichette? What is your option for for the number two spot? Yeah. No, nope. sorry. I like Tapia in number two for sure. Um, and I let his, his ability to steal bases and hit for average. And uh, he's also going to um, get some better pitches, I think, for Springer because I think he's not seeing as much with Bo not hitting because they'd rather pitch to him. Uh, I'll tell you what, in the fourth inning, they, uh, your, your point is well made, Don. In the fourth inning, Houston pitched around Springer to get the Bo. And how, they're going to continue Dawn, to how do often that. have we seen that? How often have we seen that? I know. It's going to keep happening. I mean, they've finally smartened up, and they're not going to throw him a, a first-pitch fastball anymore. And uh, he, they're not going to give him much if they think they can get to bow. And, yeah. and then if they do, he's going to maybe hit uh, into another one of his double plays and kill another rally. I think it's best for him to go down and the team. Don, thank you so much. Uh, listen, I'm again. We are Bichette defenders here, but I and, and Kevin, I understand that there's no Teoscar Hernandez yet, and I really think, I, I think, I I mean, I'm almost talking to myself out of this because I was going to say move Bo down into the cleanup spot, but why are you going to do that when your cleanup hitter's coming back? Isn't that even more confusing? And and I'll throw this out, and I'll bring Mike in Toronto in as well. Mike, I want you to join the discussion and uh, 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 about Bo. And I know you're at the game. I'll get to you in a minute. But, Kevin, I just got I, I to ask you this. If you've got – I understand moving Bo out of the number two spot looks like panic. But at some point, doesn't 
doing nothing almost look like panic as well? You better have a good position. You got to have a good spot to move him to. If he if he goes to the cleanup spot, he's still going to come up with runners in scoring position. That, that's sort of well, why why move him if that's the case? Because it's, it's sort of that Matt Chapman's coming up a lot with runners in scoring position, and so is Bo. So if you have a better spot to put him in that you think you can take a little pressure off him, maybe that would make sense. If you don't, you got to leave him in a two spot. Mike, what did you see tonight? Well, he. Uh... I love Bo. I love Bo, but he was clearly trying very hard tonight. He swung at the first five pitches he saw over two at-bats, I'm pretty sure. I think it was seven over the first nine pitches and three at-bats. Um, he was just he was just kind of hammering away and kind of just spinning his wheels and going nowhere. And it was, uh, it was, it was tough to watch, on, especially on Bo Bobblehead night. Yeah, no, listen, and, and, you know, we've talked about his body language and that, that fly ball to right field. I, he, could, he looked like he... I mean, he looked like he almost needed to be guided back to the dugout. You know, he, he, he really did. And, and Kevin, Mike, Kevin made the point earlier in the series. I mean, he's hit a ball in the screws a couple of times, and it's just died in the outfield. Like, he, to me, more than anybody else, is kind of in that no offensive funk right now. Mike, I, 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 don't, agree, I don't know if you're love, seeing the same thing. I, I love your idea to put him a clean, a clean up for a cut. Like, are we, are we going? Are we going back to '93 where we roll out one through seven, and, and that's the spot that they're in all season? I thought Charlie was was more into moving guys around and keeping them on their toes, and um, which he seems to have stopped. If this is the case, if Bo is just the number two hitter, and that's it. Mike, I appreciate the call. Yep. Appreciate the insight. Thanks so much, Kevin. I, you know, and that's the listen. I I can tell you that's that's the topic du jour, the topic de nuit. On uh, on social media, I you know I think more people I I mean I looked at my Twitter feed more people are concerned about Bo than Kikuchi, but you know what the concern is it's as I said on Blair Barker everybody likes Bo everybody knows how good he is and I think that's why there's more concern in him right now because this just doesn't look like him. Everybody wants him to do well, and and that's the question is you got to ask yourself. Mike brought up a good point about the the swinging the seven out of the nine first pitches that he saw. Is that going to change him hitting cleanup? That that's the thing you got to ask yourself. Is moving him down going to make him change his approach at the plate? I don't see that. And until he buys into he can't cover the entire strike zone, he can't expand and go outside the strike zone and do something he's not capable of, is moving him down going to help him any? Can he get any more protection hit in front of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and behind George Springer? I'm not real sure Mark, he can. You threw out a point off air about Lourdes Gurriel Jr. hitting second. Were you kidding or were you serious? I was just because he can stay inside out. He can inside out the baseball. He can hit the the ball the other way. He can hit behind the rum, runner. He seems like he's picking up the baseball a little bit more. Uh, he knows he might get a few more fastballs hitting in front of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I like him a little bit better right now with runners on base. So yeah, like it's will they do that? Probably not. Again, it's it's you, you got to feel your locker room. It, uh, being a good manager is sometimes not what you see or fancy. It's about what goes on in the clubhouse. And mm-hmm. if you walk up to Bo, you got to know if we're seeing what he's going through now, taking dry swings in in the in the you know in the dugout in the ninth inning with two outs with Santiago Espinal all up. You know he's thinking about it and. These are times where, you know, your hitting coach has to walk up, your manager has to walk up, and maybe ask the question, hey, is there anything we can do to help you this along to maybe it be a little bit of a, a quicker process and, and ask him what he's feeling. And I'm sure they've done this. I'm just not sure that moving him down is going to help his approach at the plate. He's going through a funk because he's expanding. 
Is that going to change if he's hitting fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh? I'm not real sure of that. Like, they're going to pitch him the same exact way if he's hitting down in the order as they are him hitting second, just because he's a free swinger and they know they can get him to chase and they don't have to always throw him a strike. Will that change anywhere else? That's the question the Blue Jays, Blue Jays have to answer before they're moving people around and sort of disrupt, you know, routines and everything that every other guy's trying to do, I think. Now, it is certainly a quandary for the Blue Jays, and there are offensive issues throughout the game right now. That's pretty clear. There are a lot of good hitters who aren't hitting, and Kyle Tucker, the dude across the field with the Astros, is a perfect example of a guy who was where Bo is just a couple of days ago, and he had that one good series against the Texas Rangers, and that seemed to light a fire under him. So let's see where this goes. Um, they're 13 and 8 and both stunk. They're 13 and 8. Let's be honest. They're 13 and 8. That's right. They're 13 and 8. Bo's done nothing. Teoscar's been hurt. And they got, now you got the meat of the pitching staff coming up. Now you're getting around to Barrios again. Now you're getting around to the Manoas and to the Gossmans. You got the Yankees coming in. So, yeah, it's, you still have that starting pitching. Uh, you still have that starting pitching that's carrying you. And, uh, let, let's face it, really, most nights so far, the Jays pitching has been good enough for this, for this, team, for this team to win. Uh, again, the final score, Houston 11, Blue Jays 7, 35,066 at the Rogers Center. Game two of this three-game series goes tomorrow afternoon at 3.07. Ben Wagner will have the call of the game for you. It will be on Sportsnet TV as well. Friday... 137 first pitch. Barker and I will be back for Blue Jays talk. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays baseball served up by the always game ready Jack Link's meat snacks. Feed your wild side baseball fans.